on today's show, John Morant makes his triumphant return with a vengeance. What did we see from him? And can the Grizzlies crawl back into the playoff picture? Then Steph Curry proves he's still that guy. What do we see in their overtime win against the Celtics? Talk about that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Locked On NBA your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Leave a five-star review, like the video. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. And joining me, as always... On a Wednesday, <laughs> what you got for me, Pat the Designer? As always on a Wednesday, I feel like it's a little early <laughs> for us this week, ain't it? I don't know. Okay. It's a little early this week. Looked at the schedule and was like, yeah, uh, hey. that throw you off a little bit. Hey, you know, so switching with Jake Madison, he'll be going tomorrow. <laughs> so if you come here for Jake and John, sorry, you, you can you can wait one extra day. But if you're here for us, we're here to talk about the. Warriors versus the Celtics, an incredible game that came down to the wire where Draymond Green didn't play, but the Warriors had other guys step up in his stead. And so we'll talk about Steph Curry and how insane he was in that game. We'll also talk about Draymond Green. Shaq had some choice words for Draymond Green about his actions and about how the NBA has taken action on his actions. And uh, maybe we'll get into it and uh, count it up a little Ooh, bit later. Wow. We'll, we'll, like we'll talk, that. About, talk about that. We'll also talk about the Pistons. An insane amount of losses oh, for the Pistons. God. And uh, so we'll <laughs> talk about that and count it up where we do the most interesting, fun things in the NBA this week. But I want to start here. Ja Morant makes his return to the court. The Grizzlies get the win against the Pelicans, a comeback win because the Pelicans at one point built up a 24-point lead right before halftime. And then the Grizzlies fought all the way back. Ja Morant made it a game late. They took their first lead of the second half. With like, <laughs> with like a minute twenty two to go, they led hundred and eleven to hundred and nine. They went yeah. on a nine nine one run to get there, and then John Moran hits a game winner on Herb's head. Not on Herb is what the Pelicans fans like to say about Herb Jones. And uh, I have some bad news for you. It was on Herb. It was on her. It was, it was on, on Herb. Her. One hundred percent. CJ McCollum airballs two threes in the last two minutes of the game, and John Moran again hits the game winner. And this one was for the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies get their first win with John Morant back in his first game. He scores thirty-four points, eight assists, misses all five of his threes, but gets to the free throw line a bunch. What did you see from John Morant in his return? I mean, listen, the first half, me and you were literally texting back and forth. I said, oh, boy, dude, oh, we're in for we an go. ugly <laughs> return of John Morant because, it, I mean, he basically wasn't out there. He didn't look good defensively. Uh, offensively, right, he just didn't have a shot. He didn't have his legs under him. It's almost like he hasn't played basketball in 25 games. There and, was a moment you know, in the third quarter where he was literally winded, and I was like, this is not what we're used to, this, yeah. like, 140-pound athlete that's just, the, you know, the top 0.1% of all athletes in the world. I believe he started off the the third quarter uh, uh, one for four, basically, and finishes out four for eight. Absolutely dominating. 13 points in that third. Really got himself going. I thought, you know, he just, he started to look more like John Moran. He started to look more comfortable. The thing for me was, right, getting to the free throw line, attacking downhill. It, it, it almost, I'm not going to lie, 
felt a little less reckless. Maybe he's been talking with D Rose a little bit. It didn't feel like he was just like trying to throw his body into the next biggest guy mm. that was out there and hit the floor and just be like, all right, maybe like don't kill yourself. Or but maybe he- the off the court, the the, the recklessness <laughs> off the court. Maybe there are some some talks and maybe there's some counseling. Maybe there's some yeah. something. We'll yeah. talk about that with Draymond a little bit later. Yeah. But maybe some of that has translated now to on the court and he's that, got well, some decisions. Listen, to make. maybe he's he's thinking a little bit more safely, but it translated completely into that fourth quarter where not only did you see him come out there and and uh, be able to really set things up for himself, still getting to the free throw line again, but also. Yeah. Opening things up, something we haven't seen all season, making life easier for Jaron Jackson Jr., who also was able to chip in in that fourth quarter. I thought that John Morant's return was pretty much everything you could hope for. I will say maybe temper expectations early on, Memphis fans, because usually we see these games, the adrenaline, the hype, boom, let's go. I'm excited to be back. And then, right, like you come back to earth a little bit because you haven't played basketball in 25 games. He did the opposite. He he was back to earth at the be- at the in the first at the half. first half, yeah. and then in the second half he scores 27 points, five assists, goes yeah. to the free throw line ten times. <laughs> it felt like if you've ever done a workout, which I don't, I do not do many, but there's a point in the workout where it feels like you get over the hump, and then you're like, okay, it's easier now than what it was when I first started, right? Like, you yeah. hit. He got a second wind. He got it, a second wind. It in felt that third like he quarter. got that second wind, literally. Yeah in the second half and he just got better as the game went on and then ended in the best way you could now about the Grizzlies themselves listen my guys Joe Molinax and and DeMichael Cole at one point this season were talking about Santi Aldama playing point guard and being like a point forward for them and handling the ball and creating play they they were so desperate for somebody to create some plays to create some easy baskets for other people and they're having that conversation and I just felt so bad for them because Every everybody's team has been in that situation where you're just looking for somebody to do something that maybe they do a little like well a little bit and then casting them in a completely different role because of the injuries that you have on that team. Yeah. All right, this guy's got to do that. This guy's got to do Dante Exum for the Mavs right now is like, can Dante Exum be the second leading scorer all the time for the Mavs? Every once in a while you can say yes, but not all the time. Yeah. And no, you finally got that, that playmaking where John Morant can, you know, can, like take one dribble and then throw like whip a pass across the court to Santi yeah. Aldama in the corner or to just dump off a pass. Like he had a behind the back to, I think it was, it was, um, Desmond uh, Bain, uh, Xavier Tillman, the one where he was under the basket and he just oh, like, okay. yeah, spins yeah, yeah. the ball like behind him. And you're like, this is what the Grizzlies have been missing for so long. This is why the Grizzlies were a top like 11 offense last year and a top 10 offense the year before that. They've just been waiting for this to return. And honestly, like, Stars win games, man. Like, you just need a yeah. guy like that every once in a while to do something nuts. And I think what you realized was, right, like, how important, and, and listen, as a Bulls fan, I've realized this a ton, but how important the point guard position is and having somebody there that just can, like you said, create for everybody else. I thought that... Are we, are we about to com- compare John Morant and Kobe White right now? Is no, that, not at all. No, not at all, because I think very different players, very different ty- styles of play. But the, I guess if there is one comparison, right, the attention that they drew... <laughs> The, the the attention that Kobe White draws that that is making the rest of the team better. The attention John Morant draws now makes Desmond Bain so much of a better player on the offensive end. And it's not to say that he's been playing bad, but when he's the number one focal point on the team, it makes it a lot harder to lock guys down. Listen, Jaron Jackson's fouling out. We know how this his, how most of his <laughs> games are gonna go, right? So he finished the guy with four. He didn't. He, he barely barely made it, right? Barely, uh, but he's at his average. Yeah, I mean, but no, I I just I think that. 
when you look at Desmond Bain's game uh, and how much easier it was for him in the second half of this game and how much easier it was for, for Jan Jackson Jr. in the second half of this game, it just felt more like, okay, this is a Grizzlies team that I can kind of see climbing out of this versus, you know, what we've seen most of the season where it's like, you know, even when Desmond Bain goes for, what did he go for the other day? Like 35 and they still lost? <laughs> That's like their the entire start to their season yeah. has, has been that. He did that against the Mavs, I think, twice. He went off yeah. for like 30-something and still lost. Yeah. Uh, you talk about Desmond Bain in the game he had. Um, John Morant, according to Michael Cole from Lockdown Grizzlies, John Morant came up to Desmond Bain in the huddle and asked if he wanted to run a post play for Jaron on the last play of the game. Bain said, quote, I was like, no. Bain said he wanted the ball in Jaw's hands. DeMichael uh, clarifies that. In Jaw's words, he told me, no. <laughs> Don't give the ball to Jaron. Don't give the ball to me. This is Desmond yeah. Bain talking. Yeah. Put the ball in your hands. You're the guy. Like, they've been waiting for this guy to come back. And I think Bain has gained some confidence. Ja uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. has gained confidence. He's been getting the free throw line a ton. And he's just been been attacking in ways we haven't really seen in the, uh, before this season. And so, putting it all together, my question is now, um, can they make a comeback? They're seven and 19, seven games back from the play and nine games back from top six in the West. Marcus smart returns later this week, according to Michael Cole. Yeah. Can the Grizzlies get back up? hundred percent. Why wouldn't they be able to Like we're so early in the season. Half the teams that are in the playoffs right now might not be in the playoffs by the time that we get to the playoffs here. Don't say like, that. Listen, that, was I'm my, just, that was my existence all of last year. I'm that. just saying like, that's not, we're so early in the season, right? Like, <laughs> and storylines have changed a million times. Yeah. Except remember for when the, the remember the Spurs the only, were scrappy. The, remember when they were like the scrappy upstart? Like I three, literally, three I two. was literally talking about this with Hayes on Locked On Bulls today, <laughs> and I was like, remember when we thought Wemby was going to be a legit storyline every game? <laughs> I, I haven't is, talked about Wemby in weeks. <laughs> uh, the only teams that have have made the playoffs after starting six and nineteen, which is what they were before tonight. 1984-85, the Cleveland Cavaliers were 5-20, which is crazy. And 1952-53, I had to look this up. The, the abbreviation is BLB. Who is the BLB team from the 50s? Is that a original big baller brand? Is that BLB? <laughs> what? BLB sounds like a procedure you get. On yeah. It's like... <laughs> Hey, what uh, what did he go down to Puerto Rico for? Hey, I got that new that BLB. BLB. That's the male the version of the BBL. Y'all don't want to know what it does, but uh, I'm gonna tell you this right now, it's bigger. Uh, the Baltimore Bullets, by the way, is B BLB on Basketball Reference. They were five and twenty. There have been seven teams in NBA history that have started seven nineteen, which is what the Grizzlies are now, and have made the playoffs. The last one to do it was the 2021-22 Pelicans. <laughs> they did it. Uh, they started seven and nineteen and made the playoffs, and then before that, it was the uh, seventy seventy one Atlanta Hawks. So it, it's not it's a long shot, but it can be done. And with John Morant back, it looks like this Grizzlies yeah. team is headed in that direction. They added the piece. Uh, who who adding a an all star seems to seems to help. So I mean, I, I think yeah. that I I would bet you almost every one of those teams, it's probably a similar situation. Maybe yeah, not the same situation John went through, but yeah, I mean. Well, the Baltimore I, Bullets in 1952, it's because there's only like six teams that made the Yeah, well, yeah I mean. I, eight what, teams in the whole league back then. What what the Bullets do? They signed a black guy. Oh, wow. Oh, it worked. It worked out. That's crazy. That is insane. How'd they do that? <laughs> 
1952, bro. That's pretty much how every team changed the trajectory of their team back then. They were like, they were like, listen, we got to get a second bus. That's crazy, bro. Jesus. Yeah, the the white the 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 white versus black uh, Pro Bowl back then would have been interesting. (laughs) Nick's not gonna make it. Coming up, uh, I'm glad that there's a fourth of us on this show. <laughs> Coming up, let's talk about Steph Curry and what he did, what he did to get the Warriors that win against the Celtics. So the Celtics only their sixth loss of the season. We'll talk about that and more. Coming up. But first, our partners at eBay Motors, I just threw everybody off. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the wave wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us this week for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, drumroll please, Tari Eason. Uh, still coming hot off the bench, but it doesn't really matter as Ime Udoka has found minutes for him. He's a strong fantasy value per minute option who became useful to everyone as these minutes tick up tonight. Uh, I'm sorry, Monday night uh, came out 14 points, four steals, one block, two assists, eight rebounds. As somebody who was playing in fantasy, I literally, the second I heard that Josh was in on Tari Eason, I ran <laughs> to try and pick up Tari Eason. He was already gone. So uh, that tells you what kind of uh, what kind of value he's able to give you there. And I think that here's the thing. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride or die stays running smoothly just like Tari Eason is making sure the Houston Rockets keep running smoothly. That's a that's an interesting one there. Yeah, Tari helping them out. <laughs> Brake lights, Tari, tire? No, never mind. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it, and eBay Motors guaranteed fit. It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, available to U.S. customers, Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown NBA. Being part of the show, being in every day or listening every day, we have a daily Lockdown show that covers your team. Check the link in the description to find a team that show that covers your team every day. All right, Pat, let's talk about the Boston Celtics and the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors score like... What was it, 99 points before the the third quarter and then end the game with 132 points. An insane outing for them in the last uh, two two frames, one and a half frames, one and... I don't know. What would you count a overtime frame? Five minutes? Is that a full frame? Is that a full frame? It's it's, half a frame? It's literally like, what, four-fifths of a frame? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or uh, no, that was horrible measure. Okay, terrible right. math, awful math for me. <laughs> That's why you would cover uh, NBA. This is why you did the ad for me because my brain is 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 I'm in, <laughs> I have full sick brain right now. I did a full disclaimer in the front of Lockdown Maps today. It was like, I think this episode is going to make sense, but if I don't make any sense during this episode because I was doing I'm it solo, I was like, it's because I'm sick. But any any bad take is because I've been very sick today. All right. <laughs> Steph Curry. <laughs> if it sounds terrible, it's not me. It's you. 
the sick brain talking. Have you watched that episode of uh, Parks and Rec where uh, Rob Lowe just looks in the in the mirror and he's like, "Stop pooping." <laughs> That's the way my brain feels today. Uh, all right, Steph, oh, God, Steph Curry, thirty-three points, six assists. He picked up his fourth and fifth foul within two minutes of each other in the third quarter with like six minutes left in there. He had, he had five fouls. Kerr put him back in a little early, trusted his guy. And Curry had an insane sequence in the fourth quarter where the Celtic or the Celtics lead was, was uh, falling off. Curry takes a real gutsy charge with like, like about four and some change left takes the charge. Then immediately on the other end, he takes a deep three and uh, they're down by one at that point. And then Boston just kept missing shots over and over again. Couldn't find the right shot to go. They shot 41%, 29% of the field. They took 58 threes. There were 108 threes taken in this game. Actually, I'm going to go look it up. How long did it take them to get 108 threes in like 1979 when they first, when they first did it? It's, just, it's the same thing. They just added a black guy to the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, thoughts on Steph Curry and how he just completely took that game over? No, I, I mean, listen, Steph being Steph, they asked him after the game, you know, what does it feel like again being in these moments? And he just laughed because he loves being in these moments. And the thing for me is, right, Steph and Curry, the 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 third quarter really had no impact on the game at all. He he basically was one for three, didn't play a ton because of the foul trouble. The fourth quarter. He's a guy, and you always have to watch out for it. They kept going to the matchup that they found. They kind of went away from it a little bit late, but they found this matchup where it was Steph Curry getting switched off of the screen onto Al Horford, and I mean, there was nothing that Boston could do defensively because you're right. You start to bring the double team with Derek White. It doesn't matter because on top of all of that, Wardell's cooking. Clay Thompson also getting it going there Finally. and being able to knock down the three ball, having those options on the floor. I thought that Steph did a good job, not only just offensively, but finding guys open. And when you need somebody to knock down a big shot, you already know what Steph is going to bring that fourth quarter. He was five for seven, 13 points, also had four assists in that quarter. Yeah. Um, and, and Clay Thompson coming through with two big three pointers, uh, gives you the three pointer, I believe to tie it up 121, 121, uh, which is our final score to, before we go to overtime, right? Like seeing how Stephen Curry came out and, and really orchestrated his team to a victory. Uh, it just, it, it felt, I'll say this. There was a point where I was like, why they had Chris Paul to this team? Cause it just felt like, oh, okay. Like guys are just doing stuff out there following Steph's lead. The 12 assists is why they added Chris Ball. You don't have Draymond to be that hub anymore. And so they finished the game with Chris Ball. I was thinking the same thing because Chris Ball couldn't hit the broad side of the barn shooting yeah. today. Finished he was letting it fly, my boy. Finished four of 12, but in the end, he was just like, he was throwing up shots. And I was like, what are, what are, what is he doing? What are we yeah. doing? And he finished with 12 assists though. It, like that's why they brought him in is to 12 assists, zero turnovers. This team desperately needed somebody like that because these this this Warriors team is known for turning the ball over and having some crazy turnovers. They only finished the game with ten. That's huge yeah. for them to only finish I, with ten, and uh, and like that's why they had Chris Paul out there. And an unknown name too that we that they played a young guy today, Trace oh, Jackson Davis. Talk about him. 
you cannot sit here and and the numbers aren't going to tell you what he really did impact wise. But I thought the combination of him and Kaminga may have been one of the best four or five combinations. We've seen the the Golden State Warriors put on the floor this season because there was just length everywhere. Guys were switching the last bucket. Who's guarding Jason Tatum to make sure that we get to overtime? Jonathan Kaminga's doing an elite job defending Jason Tatum. The defense that those two provided and and, uh, uh, Jackson Davis coming out in his his rookie season and just looking like he's so ready for the moment. His rebounding ability, finishing with 13 rebounds, creating second chance opportunities, uh, uh, um, just so many different things that he did playing the passing lanes. Uh, one of the big steals that happens in the fourth quarter of this game, he is the catalyst of that young man is something to keep an eye on. And I actually like Jonathan Kaminga has been a guy who's popped in and out of this lineup. I hope that they continue to ride with those two kind of at the helm there while Draymond's out because the youth and the exuberance that they showed in this game, (laughs) I thought really propelled uh, defensively the uh, Golden State Warriors further than we've seen them go. Our friend Dave Dufour over at uh, The Athletic tweeted after the game, it's time to have a talk with, with, come on, Looney. And I was like, ooh, talking about Trace Jackson Davis and how maybe he should should be the starter. You talk about his impact. Uh, you don't want to always look at single game plus minus as a as a way to show impact, but um, plus twenty five. He was plus twenty five. Nobody else yeah, was even. Crazy. Nobody else was even plus double digits. Yeah, and crazy. Looney was minus nineteen. Like Trace Jackson Davis's impact was felt in this one. Four offensive rebounds, thirteen boards total, three block shots in this one, including some yeah. late in the game. They closed with him. He played twenty eight minutes in this one. It, like just came out, and there's always one player on every team that a fan base just goes that guy's got to play more, right? Who's yeah. the guy on the Bulls right now? You're just like, they've got to play. Like, Julian Phillips, young like, guy came in. You're like, they just got to play more. Yeah. For some reason, ridiculously on the Mavs right now, it's Rashawn Holmes. But but for the for the war- fans aren't always right. <laughs> 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 for the, for the Warriors. Rashawn Holmes was not the name I thought you were going to throw out there, my guy. <laughs> well, the, the other center is Dwight Powell when, when Lively is not in there, so. But for the Warriors, it's been Trace Jackson Davis. I've heard it on Lockdown Warriors, them talk about him and getting some more time and some more run. And he got the national TV exposure with this and just yeah. an incredible, an incredible run. And just Steph Curry still proving that he's that guy. And that if people were wondering if, oh, can the Warriors survive without without Draymond? First of all, they couldn't really survive with Draymond right now. They've got other problems. They got much yeah. bigger problems. But Steph can still be Steph. And if these guys start shooting the ball, even their averages with Clay Thompson and Chris Paul and and, the, and Andrew Wiggins even like if they can start shooting decently well they'll start to win some games uh yeah. they're they're out of the playing picture right now which is kind of wild so yeah i mean wiggs is falling off a cliff like they, they, the funny thing about this is that me and nick were laughing about one we haven't had a day where there's only four games like ever on wednesday no wednesday, so that we, was, we usually host on wednesday we're usually like 13 games on the yeah, same yeah we're, we're sitting there we're like which is the best or which is the worst but like <laughs> We're talking about a team that's 13 and 14 right now. Like, there's a long way for this Warriors team to go, but today felt like you kind of found some combinations that can help you get there. Yeah, they may have won some titles and may, make us want to talk about them in, in some way. I mean, well, they're, yeah, they're I mean, still I, relevant. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I get it, bro, but like 13 and 14 right now. Like, normally on a on a 13 game day, we're talking about John. We're talking about something probably Dallas Mavericks related. I'm <laughs> Coming up, let's talk about a former all-star that may just be a normal role player for the for this Warriors team, this 13 and 14 team right now. Draymond Green. 
Does Draymond Green need counseling? That's not exactly what we're going to talk about, but Shaq wants to ask the question, so we'll talk about it in where we count it up coming up. But first, <laughs> uh, listen, have you guys ever been out trying to buy tickets? And I think this is the most annoying thing. If you've seen some of the college game tickets, right, you might be sitting behind a pillar. You might be sitting behind a misplaced balcony. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Have you seen the videos of the sphere in Las Vegas where people can sit under the balcony? Whoop. Yes. Yes, like there's there's so many different spots where you just like either my views obstructed. What's the view going to be from the seat? You shouldn't have to worry about that when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy and theater events near you. And with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seats and the best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying your ticket. I think that, listen, when you're talking about the view from your seat, that is the most elite thing that you can get, but also the all-in prices that show you your total upfront so you know that you're getting a great deal without hidden fees and you can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. You're 100% comfortable with the price right away. I mean, listen, Game Times has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seats, find exclusive flash deals, sponsored deals on tickets for football. Listen, if you're here right now listening to this and you're a Carolina Panthers fan, you should be on game time right now. $20 off. You can go to like five Panthers games. <laughs> Bro, no, $20 off. I, oh, I'll tell you about that because right now you can download the game time app, create an account, use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. You can buy 35 seats at a Panthers <laughs> game right now because they're selling tickets for 45 cents. And you're going to see that price up front, baby. You can buy as many seats as you need. And if you wait till an hour after the event starts, guess what? You're probably basically playing for the team. That is download the game time app. Again, create an account. You just go locked on NBA. That's L-O-C-K-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. On tomorrow's Locked on NBA, Wes, uh, no, it's uh, yeah, Jake, nope. Jake, Jake Madison. And we finally allowed coup from lockdown pistons to talk about something other hey. than the pistons well we'll see coups on locked on nba we kind of gotta have a conversation about the pistons right they don't play though <laughs> they don't play on on wednesdays so doesn't matter uh great stuff mavs clippers tomorrow kings celtics another good game uh a lot of good games on so check back in on tomorrow's locked on nba with jake and coup all right, Pat, it's that time of the week where we count up the most interesting, fun things in the NBA in. Big chicken, baby. Zion Williams and porn stuff. Take that. Count it up. 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 Shaquille O'Neal on Inside the NBA Today said about Draymond Green, the man don't need counseling. Off the court, he's a solid <laughs> human being, a great man. Everyone needs a character. Everyone needs a character on the court. He does a lot of crazy things on the court. There's nothing wrong with Draymond. My question is, has the NBA taken it too far with Draymond Green and requiring, requiring him to take counseling? I think the NBA has their standard on things. I think NBA media has taken this to another level. And I love the fact that Shaq says, this guy's not a bad dude. He's not a bad guy off of the court. Listen, on the court, and I think this is the biggest difference that we're seeing with Draymond Green right now. He's 
Shaq even said this in a quote. He's always been this guy. How many years have we been talking about Draymond Green maybe being a little excessive with how he plays, right? Being a little more violent with, uh, with uh, you know, the lower regions, the nether regions of uh, one Stephen Adams, right? Like, how many times a have we talked? T- uh, this is my this is my thing with this. A spare dick kick is not like the same as stomping on somebody's chest, punching maybe open handed, but punching Nurkic in the head. You know, like yeah. like getting getting Gobert in a headlock and pulling him, dragging him across the court. These are not the same things that we're talking about. Like it's getting worse with Draymond. I understand he has a character and he wants to be physical and he wants to get in people's heads and all that, but like. He's hurting people. Like he is hurting people Listen, at this wh- point. But and I think to me, to me he, he even the quote the quote from him I go back to. If we're gonna if we're gonna like armchair psychologist here with Draymond, if like that's what we're gonna do here, because that's kind of what Shaq wanted, was trying to do. Yeah. If we're doing that, the clip where Draymond Green like after the game looks at the video of him dragging Rudy Gobert across and he goes, "Man, I didn't even realize I did it for that long." Yeah. When he when he was watching the video back, that means to me he's getting flooded emotionally during these moments. His character is going too far to where he just like doesn't realize what he's doing in the moment and how far he's taking some of this stuff. And to me, he needs to talk to somebody. Maybe not for like like every day, <laughs> like or maybe he doesn't have to do like ED, EDMR, you know, like the like yeah. really intense counseling. But he needs to do something. I just I think that here's the thing, right? We're we're starting to see the decline of a player who at one point we could overlook a lot of the stuff that he did because he was really talented, right? A lot of the stuff we look back on, he was hurting players back then. But he was Draymond Green. He was a lead facilitator. He was an elite defender in the NBA. When you're a really good player, a lot of times the media will overlook those things. I think now the off-the-court stuff where they're kind of like painting him as a his whole personality is this. I get what Shaq is saying. On the court, do we want to make uh, maybe take some action on the stuff he did? 100%. What he did was wrong. Don't Maybe don't choke guys out. Maybe don't punch if- guys in the head. I agree with all of that, but to me... Right. The the whole he needed counseling. He needs therapy. He needs to figure out in his soul. No, he's, he's a player whose talent is declining. And guess what? He's one of the few players that still plays like an era before. We see players do this all the time. where We'd be like, hey, man, he's not really good at basketball anymore. He's just kind of good if at Dil- like hitting if Dylan people. Brooks started to do these things. Dylan Brooks has had a history of like doing weird stuff. And, you know, if Dylan Brooks start, d- did the things that Draymond Green has done over the last like six months, we'd be having the same conversation. Like, all right, it's adding up. Up. we can't do that just because it's his like just like Dr- the stuff with Draymond has gotten worse like he just can't deny that I um, mean I, the- I I think that it's always been bad though like it's not good to kick people either <laughs> he just was a better defender he was a championship level player well I mean he's been suspended now twice in the beginning of the first 25 games I mean I think oh, that, yeah. that's worse because it's more frequent I mean he wasn't there were not there were not penis kicks every <laughs> I was trying to think of a, of an alliteration. I, I, I got weird. I'm not gonna lie to you. I got a little weird. We got to. Uh, we have. We do this on lockdown. I locked on board. I got weird. Penis foot pushes every. <laughs> what? Don't don't remember. I'm sick. What? Oh, that's sick brain. That's what you go to when you're sick. Like, do the next one. We're off Draymond. We're off Draymond for sure. Now, my God. The Detroit Basketball Pistons. I don't like the emphasis on D on that. That made me uncomfortable, too. (laughs) Detroit Basketball. 
24 games lost in a row. This is now like the fifth week in a row you and I have talked about the Pistons because I find them fascinating. Um, Wingstop has a promotion for them in Detroit. When the Pistons win, enjoy five free boneless wings with any online wing purchase. My question for you is, they're on pace for six wins this season. How many free wings will a Michigander get this season? You get Not five many. free boneless wings when they win a game. So if they're on pace for six, what do you get, 20? <laughs> I'll say, uh, I'm, I'm going to say you get, uh, got to go 15. I, I really get don't. 15 free wins, like for the rest of the season? Wins. Yeah, I, don't, I really don't Three know. Three more wins? I really don't know where no wins way. are going to start coming, dude. Like, I, I don't because I think here's the thing. They're so bought into the team that they are. They've been in competitive in games, and then it just completely falls off a cliff. Like I've, I've, I they literally injuries to, to rely on anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've literally gone back and, and been like, okay, like what's happening here? Like, are they actually just Doing film? God awful. Film on the right now? Bro, I, I really went back to see like why they were struggling so bad. And it was like, I, I think they were playing a game against, I want to say it was Phoenix and it was a very competitive back and forth game. And then it just got to a point where it was like, oh, we're going to start losing again. Here it comes. There it is. And then once they get down, they just give up. This is a mindset at this point. One that Monty Williams is going to have a really, really tough time breaking. And I don't see the Pistons getting many wins. I was dying laughing today because guess who their uh, last win was against? The Bulls. Their second win. And I thought they had three wins. I think I had made it up in my brain that, that like, they oh, the pist- they that they had beat somebody twice. else. I, I just had made it up in my brain. Last win, the Chicago Bulls. I could not stop laughing. The Pistons started the season two and one. People forget. <laughs> Koo had three games of excitement. And then they absolutely ripped his heart out. I literally told Bulls fans, and, and listen, every, every team's fan should do this. Just at Kuka Hill, just prayer hands and hashtag whatever your team's hashtag is. So he knows that the entire NBA is supporting the pain that he has to go through. Insane. So let us know in the comment section, how many free wings will Michiganders get this season for the uh for the Detroit Pistons. You get five free ones with every win. Let us know in the comment section. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Bye-bye. Boom.